I'm Mallory King, certified trainer and sports nutritionist and creator of the Fit Life Academy brand. After losing 100 pounds, I became obsessed with helping women finally reach their goals through evidence-backed nutrition and brain-based tools. My life's mission is helping you discover that creating food freedom and falling in love with fitness are the greatest acts of self-care. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, and I know you're ready to say yes to your new life of joy, pleasure, and peace. So let's begin. Well, hello. <laughs> I, hello, Fit. <laughs> Hi, Fit friends. I'm feeling so good today. It's a beautiful day to be alive. I hope that you are feeling so well too. I'm also feeling really hot. I'm recording this at my husband's office today. I've been having some technical difficulties setting up my podcast space and my office. It's a work in progress. In the meantime, I'm going to be recording from my husband's office, which is very hot because he has a ton of electronics in here. <laughs> But I am really excited to dig into today's topic because I think that you would be surprised to hear that this is something that affects your relationship with food, like deeply, like big time affects your relationship with food. And that is your niceness. That is you being a nice person. I'm not talking about being a kind person, right? This is something that I've really learned recently there's a difference between being nice and being kind. And I'm not talking about stop being a kind person, stop caring about other people. Like I'm a very empathetic person and I care a lot for people. But the difference between being nice and being kind is that niceness is rooted in wanting to people please. Niceness is doing things because you care about how other people will perceive it or how other people will look at you versus kindness is just you doing something out of the kindness of your heart, right? So your niceness directly impacts your relationship with food because for a lot of us, women especially, we give up pieces of ourselves to please others, right? We give up our peace, our joy, our balance to please other people. Whether it's saying yes to a responsibility that you don't wanna do, you don't have the energy to do, you don't have the capacity to do, you don't have the time to do it, but you say yes to it anyway because you wanna please that person. You'd feel bad, you get the feel bads. You get, you feel guilty if you say no. You saying yes to that is giving up something for yourself, right? Unless it's a fuck yes from you, unless you're like, oof, I would love to do this. I'm so excited to help you. If it's not a hell yeah, then are you doing it to please somebody else? Probably. And the reason why this starts to affect your relationship with food or your consumption of food is because you are probably in a place where you are overworked, overwhelmed, burnt out, depleted, all of the above. And I know this because that was me. 1,000% that has been me for the majority of my life. 
I am a recovering people pleaser. So hello and welcome to the podcast for recovering people pleasers. You know what? Honestly, I love that name. Is that name taken? Probably because it's so good. We're going to check after this, but seriously, us women especially tend to be people freaking pleasers. We want our spouse, partner, we want our kids, we want the people that we love and the people that we don't love, the people that we don't even like. We want them to be happy with us. And this is an issue. This is an issue for our well-being. I think that this is such a testament to lack of self-love. And it's funny because I feel like I've developed a lot of love for myself. I've developed this really beautiful relationship with myself over the past decade. But this need to please others... And for me, over the past 10 years, I would say that it has shifted from giving a flying fuck what people that don't, like, aren't in my inner circle. I do not care what they think. If you are not loving on me, paying me, or making love to me, I do not care. It doesn't affect me. But what I've come to realize recently is that in that inner circle of people that I do very much so love... I am still aiming to please them. And what I have come to realize, a big thing that's happened for me recently is recognizing my subconscious beliefs and digging into my conditioning and really uncovering what I've been conditioned to believe from the ages of zero to seven. That's when your subconscious is developed, right? your caretakers, your parents, the people that you spend the most time with are part of developing that subconscious. And so I've been doing a lot of work digging that shit up and rewiring it, reprogramming it, giving myself new beliefs. So I've been able to identify, okay, this need or this want, this desire to please the people around me, the people that I love, comes from that conditioning. It comes from being somebody that my care I f- I felt I had to be for my caretakers to love me. For me as a child it was being the problem solver, being the um not the coper but the person that like the coddler. I was the one that would comfort my caretakers and the people around me at a very young age to deal with their emotional immaturity, to be quite frank. So I have developed this belief that I need to care for other people in that way, that to be loved and to be seen and heard, because that's all as humans, though, that's what we need. To be seen, to be heard, and to be able to be our, to be accepted as ourselves, to express ourselves authentically and have that be seen, heard, and loved on. And yeah, I developed this belief that that's, that's what I have to do is I have to ensure that the people around me are feeling seen, heard, and loved for me to feel seen, heard, and loved, right? And I am not alone in this. A lot of us women 
feel the exact same way. A lot of us women became caretakers at a very young age. So as a recovering people pleaser, I'm seeing how as I move away from focusing on worrying about like making my life about other people's needs and caring for other people, how much it was affecting my relationship with food. Isn't that so wild? Like, I mean, really, what I think it comes down to is that your relationship with food, like any relationship that you have in your life, is a direct reflection of your relationship with yourself, right? Like, you hear it all the time, you can't love somebody else until you love yourself. Well, you can, but typically the relationship that you have with yourself is going to be mirrored in that relationship with somebody else. So it goes for other relationships as well. Your relationship with food is a direct reflection of the relationship that you have with yourself. So because I was neglecting my own needs and desires, because I was using my time, my precious um, finite resource of time and energy on other people's wants and needs, that was causing me to overeat because I was feeling depleted, because I wasn't focusing on things in life that filled up my cup, right? Things that I was passionate about, things that I wanted to do, things that lit me the fuck up. But also, I was overdoing it. I was overworking myself. I was stressing myself out. I was burning myself out because I had this idea in my head that I need to put out all these fires for other people. I need to make sure that all my clients are responded to every 10 freaking minutes. Seriously, I was at a point in my business years ago. It's been years since I've established strong work boundaries, but there was a time when I didn't take a day off. I responded to my clients every single day, all day long, and that burnt me the fuck out. Oh my God. It took me, and then it finally took me so many years to take one day off a week. One day off. If you were an old client, if you worked with me years ago, you remember Tuesday. Tuesday is the day you don't text Valerie. That is her day off. Now, I don't mind if you text me any day. I, uh, I have my notifications off because I have strong work boundaries. I have strong boundaries in my life. I feel balanced now. And ironically... I have the most beautiful balance, the best relationship that I've ever had in my entire life with food. Now, that's not the only reason, but it's a big one. Oh my goodness, I'm still, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, (laughs) I'm still getting over being sick, so I have to pause every couple of minutes, cough, drink some water, (laughs) but hey, we're showing up, we're doing our best, that's what it's all about, right? Like, I would I'm so jazzed on this podcast. There's no putting it off. It's happening. There's never going to be the perfect circumstances, right? I'm doing this for me. This is what I want to do. So anyways, um, with my relationship with food, now that I am a recovering people pleaser and my life is very balanced with things that fill up my cup along with rest, right? Like, There's certain actions that I take. There's certain behaviors that I follow through with that like going on walks, meditating, um, going to the gym, checking in with my clients, um, creating 
content on social media, making this podcast, spending time with friends, spending time with my kids, spending time with my husband, playing video games, reading a book. Those are all things that I enjoy doing, right? So I do those things, but also I have times throughout my schedule that I just simply rest, simply rest. That's the problem that a lot of people neglect in their schedule is they just jam pack it with, okay, well, I have this hour free. I've got to do this appointment or I want to get this workout in or I need to take the kids to the doctor's office, soccer practice. You have got to literally schedule, put in your schedule hours that are for you that you don't do anything but rest. Take a nap, take a bath, watch a trashy show if that's your thing. I highly recommend having time scheduled out throughout your week that you are not on electronics at all. Um, What you decide to do with that time is up to you. I like to meditate or read or take a long hot shower in the candlelight. I'm not a bath girl, so I love taking um, a hot shower in the candlelight at night. But that is something that has been a game changer for me is scheduling out, like blocking out time in my schedule that cannot be touched. That is my time for me. Because of course you are going to have things that we all have to do things in life that we don't want to do. Like I don't really want to take my daughter to the doctor's appointment, but the benefit outweighs the cost, right? I want to make sure that my daughter's healthy. I want to make sure that my daughter's vaccinated. So I'm going to take her to the doctors. Um, taking my son to karate. I want to make sure that my son is active. I want to make sure that he's social, that he's developing a lot of really important skills and um, habits. So I take him to karate, even though I might not want to in that moment. So of course there is finding that balance. With anything in life, it's finding that balance. But I know a lot of you overdo it. A lot of you are overworked. A lot of you are jam-packed in your schedule. A lot of you are just feeling like you always have to be busy, busy, busy. Like the to-do list never ends. I know this because I used to be you. Whether it is simply you're doing these things because you feel like, honestly, in my opinion, I think most of it does come down to wanting to people please. Maybe it's wanting to people please yourself. Maybe you feel like you need to be this overachiever that you have to do all these things you don't feel good about yourself. Or maybe you're trying to impress your mom or your dad. I know for me, I struggle a lot with wanting to impress my dad, wanting to or used to. I'm recovering. I'm a recovering people pleaser right? So I totally understand that. Um, You know, just a a pressure from society that you feel like you need to perform, that you feel like you need to be doing enough. So I know that most of you are overbooked. And one really easy tip to help you with that is block out that time in your schedule. Honestly, every day should have. If If this seems difficult, if you're like every day to block out you know, an hour, start with 15 minutes, start with 30 minutes. But yeah, every day for at least an hour, you should have blocked out. And I'm not talking about like the end of the night when the kids go to bed, because that is a given. You should have that. Please, at the end of the night when the kids are in bed or you're done with your responsibilities for the day, yes, like relax, do whatever it is that helps you to rest and relax. But I want you to block out time in the middle of the freaking day, right after work or in the middle, like an extra hour at lunch, or during your lunch break, 
I want you to have time to do something in the middle of your day that is just for you. Start to try to balance those busy days, those jam-packed days that you have. Start to try to balance them out. It reminds me of the example that I always give clients with balance in their diet of like, hey, literally it could look like having a really nutritious breakfast, having a more playful calorie-dense lunch, and then just keep flip-flop back and forth. Literally, back and forth, balance, right? So it's like, have a productive morning, have a lazy afternoon. Or have a productive hour, have a chill hour. Whatever it is that makes sense for your schedule, makes sense for your schedule. But do not be listening to this podcast thinking, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm over. I'm overbooked. Well, let go of some freaking responsibilities. Because another thing that us women tend to do is we tend to take on a bunch of shit that we could have other people doing for us. We need to be better delegators. We need to get out of that mindset of, I'd just rather do it myself. It's just easier if I do it myself. It might be easier in that moment, but in the long run, being in that mentality is draining you and it absolutely is affecting your relationship with food. Because when you are burnt out, when you are overworked, when you are overwhelmed, and when you are living for other people, you're going to turn to food to comfort yourself. Food is an easy way to achieve a moment of pleasure. Food is so accessible, convenient, and overall affordable in our modern society that it is no wonder why so many people turn to food for comfort, pleasure, and satisfaction. But if you are living a life of comfort, pleasure, and satisfaction outside of food, if you have an abundance of pleasure, comfort, and satisfaction in your life, it's a lot easier to not feel the need to turn to food. And I'm telling you as just a, you know, regular old middle-class woman, which I absolutely understand that there are economic, socioeconomic like factors that come into play here that are obviously going to affect some people's ability of being able to have balance in their life. I'm not speaking to those people. Of course, there are people out there that are working two to three jobs just to make ends meet. Yeah, no shit. They do not have the opportunity to have this kind of balance in their life. And we need to fix that. We need to vote and improve the policies in this country to be able to support those people so that they do not have to live that way. I'm not speaking to those people. I'm speaking to the people that do have the luxury and the choice to stop people pleasing, to take ownership of their life and say, this is my fucking life. I want to start living in the way that I want to start living. And I can tell you this from somebody that does have the responsibility of being the primary Care, the primary income provider, I was going to say caretaker, not true, primary income provider for my family. I understand the pressure of feeling like you have to perform. I understand the pressure of feeling like you have to work, you have to be productive because I experienced so much of that pressure and stress for a very, very, very long time. But I got to the point where I said, you know what? Let's just try, let's just do an experiment, right? 
let's just see what would happen if for three months I stopped worrying about this shit. I stopped worrying about what was not directly occurring in my life, right? I stopped doing the what ifs. What if this happened? What if we ran out of money? What if next month I didn't make enough money? I stopped worrying about what are, is that person mad at me? Is that, do, oh my God, if I say no to this person, if I cancel this, these plans, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Are they going to be upset with me? I just stopped worrying about shit. I just was simply concerned with myself. And of course, the well-being of those around me. Again, it comes with that balance. But overall, I stopped worrying about shit that just really didn't matter. And I will tell you, my life has drastically improved. And so has my relationship with food. So give it a try. If you take anything from this podcast, I hope it is for you to go in your schedule right now and block out time where that's you time. Nobody touches that time. No appointments get to be put in that time. Nothing. No responsibility. And preferably, please use that time electronics free. It's good for you to connect with nature, to connect with things that, like hobbies that you haven't done in a long time, things that fill you up, that light you up. I know for me, being on electronics drains me. Being on my phone, scrolling on my phone drains me. Blech. And posting on social media is a form of people pleasing if I'm constantly doing it, feeling like you guys want to see what's going on in my life, right? Like I want to show you that. I want to please you all in that way, but it's not good for my well-being. I need to have those boundaries of being present, being with my kids, being off my phone, taking care of myself. So I hope that helped and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I can't wait to see you next time.